Hello and welcome to the Ideas Factory. I'm Nagma and with me today I have a very special guest, the Vice President of ORF, Gautam Chikarmane, who has come out with a new paper which talks about 5G infrastructure, Huawei's techno-economic advantages and India's national security concerns. So now all you need to know about 5G, you should go through this paper. Welcome to the Ideas Factory. Thank you. Thank you. There is a new kind of war that's between, fought between nations these days and it is the tech war and we keep hearing of China tech. And now the race is to control technology. It is said whoever controls technology will also control military, information, and Chinese telecom giant Huawei uh, has an advantage there. In spite of that, your paper argues that it should not be allowed into. When we talk about 5G technology, it is said that it's going to impact economy, cities, security, uh, society as a whole. Uh, now, you know, uh, it was said that by 2020 probably will roll out 5G commercially. Now it's going to be to 2022 probably, but the government is going to auction it in probably in next year, June or so. But the telecom industry is in such a bad shape. They're probably sitting over a big, big debt right now. And the main players have all, be it Vodafone or Bharti Airtel, they're all quoting big, huge losses. So they're not ready for this auction right now. And people, because it's overpriced, in India as of now, how do you look at that? The distress uh, in the So Ravi Shankar sector. Prasad yesterday told some news channel uh, that they will be starting 5G with safety features yes. soon. Yes. As far as the money with corporates is concerned, you are bang on. Uh, after the Supreme Court ruling, uh, yeah. two out of the three major players are yeah. going to be in a very bad shape yeah. as far as their balance sheets are concerned. So. Uh, to launch 5G with just one player, I'm not sure if such a if it is such a good idea. Hmm. But I want to step back. Hmm. I don't think India is ready for 5G okay. in the first place, okay. and I and I think uh, there is no hurry. There hmm. is no tearing hurry hmm. to launch 5G. I, I I think there is a long way to go before we, we before India needs to be ready for it. Look, 5G is not about downloading a movie in 10 seconds hmm. versus 10 minutes that it exactly. takes. Exactly, this is what we need this to understand. What yeah, is 5G exactly? is a how do I put it? 5G is a network of networks, hmm. which means, hmm. so each car will talk to a server or a network and see where it is going. There will be sensors that will find it if there is another car there or if there is a traffic signal or if there is a pedestrian crossing or a dog. Hmm. In our case, a lot of animals on the road and so a cyclist just brushing off some tractor coming from the yeah. opposite side yeah. for one car. Hmm. Now imagine, now multiply this with millions of cars. Hmm. So all these networks will be working together, talking to each other, talking with a network and talking of various networks coming together. Uber network would be talking to an Ola network, which could be talking to an individual car, which could be talking to a cycle. This, this kind of, uh, it is far more than, like, like I said, downloading a fast movie. Or look at the train network, look at the airport connectivity. All these networks simultaneously, constantly connected, hmm. always on, is what 5G is all about. Are we ready for it? Do you think we are ready for it? I'm, I don't think we are ready for it. Absolutely I think I, I, I think there is a long way to go. Hmm. Uh, just let's stick to cars. You hmm. step out of Lieutenant's Delhi and tell me, wherever you stay, whichever market you go to, you think a driverless car can travel through it? Absolutely not. This is what people need to understand because the, the, the general understanding is 5G is about very fast internet, downloading movies in a blink and uh, they have to understand that it's about, it's very critical to nations, it concerns your security, all of that. 5G now, is, is known as critical infrastructure. Crit that critical is why infrastructure. It is, 4G yeah. is not critical infrastructure. Yeah. 
4G yeah. is okay. Yeah. And Huawei is there in, in mm. 3G. Huawei is very much in India. Mm. 5G is critical infrastructure. Mm. What is critical infrastructure? That if it gets compromised, the nation comes to a halt. Finance, banking system, a yeah. systemic problem. Mm. Um, uh, ports, an airport. Imagine uh, the airport connectivity. Uh, imagine uh, if traffic lights are automatically con controlled by uh, through 5G, through AI, uh, uh, Internet of Things, and so on. Imagine the, that is the depth of this technology. Can we give this technology to a company that is beholden yeah. to a nation mm -hmm. that is openly against India? Mm. I doubt it. Okay. I don't. Uh, I'm just uh, jumping the gun, mm. and that's why Huawei. Huawei per se is a good company. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's on the cutting edge mm. of technology, mm. innovation. Mm. Mm. It has the maximum number of patents. Yeah. Uh, it's there everywhere. Yeah. But so should such an intrusive technology coming from an intrusive state, the state has pipelines of intrusion into companies. It is incumbent upon companies to collect intelligence. I, I'll tell you more about that yes. later. Yeah. Uh, can we allow such a company to deliver such a critical infrastructure in our country? No. Okay. So, which is why in your paper you argue that in spite of the techno-economic advantages, India's national security concerns uh, almost compels India not to allow Huawei. And when Ravi Shankar Prasad was being asked a question about a certain company, which is this company, whether they should be allowed into India or not, he said the government is yet to take a decision. The government hasn't decided yet. But you're saying that India should not allow Huawei. Yes, so yes. is it okay to outright ban it? What are the concerns that you have? You're saying it's very intrusive, the 5G technology, and Huawei, because of its citizenship, because it is Chinese, and because of the, the equation that we have with China, and China has openly been, in a way, against uh, India, it's, it's not okay, as far as our security concerns, our intelligence is concerned. But are there any uh, previous incidents which say, or which show, that this company has spied upon intelligence because what happened in there America, are, nothing was There proven. are innumerable reports coming from uh, America, CIA, trade representatives. Australia has banned it. Thailand has banned it. Uh, sorry, Vietnam has Vietnam. Ban banned it. Hmm. And a couple of other countries. So uh, some countries are on this side of the fence. Others hmm. are on that side. India hmm. is sitting on the fence. Hmm. Uh, in Europe, for instance, uh, Germany has allowed it. Uh, it's 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 going. Uh, they're they're going. They are still to put up the security yeah. infrastructure. But let me just bring your attention to uh, this law called uh, the National Intelligence Law of China, which yeah. was promulgated on the 20th National People's Congress on 27 June 2017. Hmm. I'll just read four articles of that law, sure. and y then you tell me hmm. whether such a company should be allowed into India's critical infrastructure. Look, we are not talking about teddy bears hmm. or plastic kites. We are talking about critical infrastructure. Critical. Article 7. All organizations and citizens shall support, assist and cooperate with national intelligence efforts in accordance with law and shall provide national intelligence work secrets they are aware of. To me, that reads that all Chinese companies and individuals are bound by law to support China's intelligence agencies. Now, hmm. are, we com are we okay? Can India allow this to happen? That this such an intrusive technology will collect big data on, on Indians, India's habits, what citizens do, what governments think, what think tanks talk about, what media does, which story is going to come, which business secrets are going to be there for which uh, company and transport them to China? Okay. The state gives commendations and awards to individuals and organizations that make contributions to national intelligence efforts. Which mm. This is Article 9, which means that there is an incentive. Mm. Not only is it legal, 
it, there is also an incentive to collect intelligence and share that with. There are uh, several other such articles. I, I don't want to go yeah. into each one of them. Hmm. Now, if a company is legally bound and beholden hmm. to the Chinese state, yeah. and the Chinese state is increasing, growing, uh, growing, going out of its way to be anti-India, support terrorists from Pakistan, take Article 370 to the United Nations where it faced a humiliation, support Haf Hafiz Saeed as a terrorist, a known terrorist, uh, uh, and then again face humiliation. Yeah. In February, there will be an FATF meeting on Financial uh, Action mm. Task Force where mm. China will again support uh, Pakistan, which is a known destination, is the hub of all terror mm. against India. For such a country with such a law, and then therefore Huawei, which is beholden by law to report, can we allow such a company to come in? Now forget Huawei, even ZTE. In fact, any Chinese company in India's any critical infrastructure should not be allowed in simply because of this law. The structure of the law is different. Yeah. So these companies are bound by this law, you're saying? Yes. And uh, how about the other countries, which means Huawei, which is a tech giant, especially in the case of 5G, Will it not be allowed in most countries of the world? Do most countries face this problem? Because uh, That's their business. Uh, but I mean but see, we, we share a long border. That's true. That border is volatile. Yeah. We share a, a hostile neighbor in the form of Pakistan, which China supports. Now, Germany, what's the problem? Hmm. If Germany takes 5G, the most that China can harm is to know which car is moving where but and what the they are thinking. how about in the case of America? Because uh, there's also seen as part of the, the war, the trade war that's going on between them. When uh, Trump had... Was about to pass an executive order banning all American companies from using these Chinese technology. It was seen also as America's unilateralism. Uh, uh, no proof was actually found about Huawei mm. spying That's in these right. areas. Uh, that has been a consistent that has been uh, a refrain from the Chinese side. It, it's, it is an, uh, it is correct. Hmm. There is hmm. no proof. They say. Hmm. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, there is also allegations that America is doing this in order to protect its own. Technology and companies is pressurizing other countries. Pressuri as well. Pressuring other countries, yes, that is also true. Hmm. But I'm saying, leave all that aside. Le let America do what it wants okay. to do. Let EU do what it wants to do. Hmm. Let Africa, Burkina Faso, Brazil, what, let them do what they like. We have to protect our borders. We are concerned about India and Indian citizens. A hostile neighbor, an openly hostile neighbor like hmm. China, yeah. joining hands with Pakistan at every possible uh, option. Cannot, uh, we cannot allow that technology into India. India must not allow it. Okay. If Huawei was not Chinese in nationality, if it was, uh, if it belonged to another country, the company as a whole and being the telecom giant, you think a company like that should have been allowed as a player in the telecom allowed? sector? It should have been invited <laughs> because I its prices are 20% lower, 20-30% lower. 20 lower. Yeah. This is a company uh, which has, uh, in the course of deliberations and negotiations, brought the prices of other equipment providers down, mm. like Nokia, Ericsson, uh, Samsung. Though they have had to lower their prices in order to compete in the mm. market. So mm. uh, it is sort of, it's, it's a premium destroyer, so to speak. Uh, and uh, it's a good thing. The only problem is that law that I told you about, the nationality, the fuzziness about uh, the way a company and, the, and, and, and a country work, the fact that, uh, the, the, which I have uh, written in the, in the paper also, that uh, Huawei was on the boards of regulatory agencies that looked at technology, so it had, uh, you know, an, it was part of the regulatory structure that regulated the same sector it was in, hmm. and, and so on. So uh, this 
this is clearly a, a different sort of a company. I think we are making an error by thinking that Chinese companies are like any any other company, like an Indian company. That's not the, that's not the case. Okay, yeah. So because that's what the, because it's Chinese and because it's bound by that law, it's very very dangerous to actually let that company in to India. That it'll be a disaster then because it is sitting at a. Uh, you know the critical information is will be passed on then you you that's know right. absolutely it should be then kept out then what is it that's actually holding the government back and the government is deliberating what kind of do you think policies should be considered when you when you look at drafting the uh, the the in the, the context of uh, 5g it's very difficult it's very difficult to devise a policy hmm. that excludes a certain company or a certain country hmm. without being overtly uh, enemical, let's, for lack of a better word. Hmm. I don't know how the government will do it. There are several ways. One is that it can just straight away say that we don't want Huawei, we don't want Chinese companies in critical infrastructure yeah. and deal with the resultant problems. Hmm. Hmm. Second, it could be that, okay, Huawei is allowed, but you can nudge the companies the telecommunications networks here to not use. Uh, I've heard that argument. I don't know if it is feasible or practical uh, or even whether such a uh, uh, strategy is possible. But that is one of the options. Um, third would be that I think there is no constituent, there is no major constituency in India left mm -hmm. that has a positive view about China. Not a single, not a single constituency in India. But if if the if this comes in, hmm. and I hope this paper uh, allows for more debate, hmm. and we are able to sort of talk about and create this, uh, spread this information hmm. that hmm. this company is dangerous for India. Hmm. I think consumers will reject it before governments do anything. We have seen in the case of palm oil, when Malaysia began to criticize India yes. on Article yeah. 370. Yeah. The palm oil manufacturer said, we will not take import palm oil from uh, Malaysia. Mm. Immediately, they mm. had to reform. Mm. Now, government did not get into this. Yeah. It was a pure country to uh, uh, mm. uh, private entity to private entity mm -hmm. thing, but it worked. So I think what I'm what which I've discussed, a new nationalism, yeah. which also is powering China, by the way, mm. Uh, is there in India and I think this nationalistic force may from through the consumer side and it therefore its impact on corporate balance sheets and the board of directors of the telecommunication companies okay. may prevent the entry of Huawei uh, so at the market level. Okay, and uh, you know to end this conversation, I just want to uh, you, the gist of your paper. Your argument is basically that India should not allow Huawei in the country because of the nature of information that Huawei will be part of, and um, you we've not missed the bus as far as a commercial rollout of five G is concerned. That is correct. Okay, so we can wait. There is enough time. We are not yet ready, I, 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 yeah, and there is no I, I hurry. I see no hurry, and let the other nations move on first because they were ahead of us if you remember India jumped straight from landlines to mobile phones do you remember that yes. hardly 10 15 years hmm. ago hmm. we jumped from we didn't have enough landlines hmm. but we jumped straight to mobile phones we are the second largest uh, mobile phone ownership oh, in the world today yeah. Yeah. so that jump happened perhaps such a thing will happen in 5g all I'm saying is India is not ready there is no hurry to start it 
and uh, the last part which uh, we haven't discussed but which you, which you could is perhaps India needs to now work on the indigenization. Maybe okay. reinvent the 5G wheel. Hmm. I don't think it's difficult. I think IIT Madras, uh, the Department of Telecommunications, there is already a project uh, hmm. on hmm. Uh, which I have discussed about. And uh, I'm not saying that they will create a 5G infrastructure tomorrow, hmm. but maybe bits of it. Perhaps it will be a more open. It may be like a Linux sort of a thing. We don't know. Uh, but that's the policy context within which we can look. I think government needs to be an enabler in this context. For instance, it needs to bring policy making, academia as in technology, mm. uh, uh, allow academia to come out without getting uh, very micro uh, in terms of curriculum and uh, all other th related issues. Yeah. And the companies, where the companies will fund. So all these three pillars may need to come together and deliver uh, Perhaps 5G could be the starting point of several such uh, future ideas. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Gautam Chikarmini, for that conversation. Thank you.